Welcome to the Vineyard Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at vkcwest.com. I'm, I'm excited to, to continue in this, this series um, about how do, we, how do we gain this wisdom? How do we gain true uh, godly wisdom? And Cody set this series up perfectly a, a few weeks ago with this you know, very clear instruction of is how do we get the wisdom is we have to ask for it. We have to seek it. Um, we, we truly just have to go to God and say, this is, this is what I need. This is where I need to grow. Uh, to, and it, it's so difficult for, for all of us. I know it's difficult for me because I want, I want to do things myself. But we have to ask for it. And, and it's going to be the same uh, this morning, as, as we're going to talk about wisdom uh, and, and several verses throughout Proverbs that talk about wealth and, and generosity and what that means. And for most, uh, finances are, are very, very personal. And I want, to, I want to set a challenge forth this morning that we can, we can still help, we can still ask God for help even in this area uh, of our life. And as it relates to managing our finances and then even seeking how we, how we give back. And we can, we can learn to ask for help from others, for best practices, how to save, how to invest. There's, there's always others in our lives from, that we can learn from. And for those of you who don't know, um, I, I lead the fundraising operation for Park University. So uh, this idea of, of wealth and generosity and, and talking with people about those things is, is what I do uh, and have done for, for 20 years. And, you know, in my, really my entire career, and I, I say all that and say, I promise this isn't some high-pressure uh, uh, pitch. And it's funny, I'll, I'll sometimes, you know, you say you're a fundraiser, people start covering their pockets. Um, it's, 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 not, it's, not, it's not like that at all, so you can relax. Um, but I do want to share along, you know, with these verses in Proverbs, some other things that I've experienced and learned um, throughout my career. And also... Uh, maybe a different lens that we can view this discussion around wealth and generosity. So as I've uh, been in this, this fundraising field, I, I love it because it's all about relationships and so many amazing relationships that I've um, been able to, to build and grow over the years. And, and when you work with, in what I do with donors to an institution or a cause or an organization, it's imperative, absolutely imperative that trust and transparency that, that's, that leads the day. They're just hands down. And thankfully, it was impressed upon me from, you know, from a very young age, this importance of trust and honesty and integrity and always given, absolute giving your best effort. And personally, I don't, I don't think we can talk about this, how do we get wisdom with wealth and generosity related to our finances and, and how we give back without considering especially integrity. Because there's, there's moments in our lives, it, it happens to all of us at various points when, when things seem to be cracking and, and, or even falling apart. And when it feels like the foundation right underneath us is just, it's crumbling. And, and our, the, this hope that we want to believe in feels distant. But integrity, even in that, can still stand. And when life gets difficult, we, we have a choice between doing what is needed to get right, or we can easily dance, you know, dance around to the, the nearest safety. But integrity will always drive us, always, towards what is needed to get right. 
even if it's scary. And oftentimes, it's going to be more difficult. So one of the first uh, verses in, the, in Proverbs I'm going to look at is 28.6. And it says, Better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than a rich man who is crooked in his ways. No matter what our situation, no matter our socioeconomic status, our integrity, again, it stands. It is of the highest, highest value. And, and I promise there is always, always comfort in knowing when you absolutely know that you've done it the right way. There's no looking over your shoulder wondering if something's coming. God will never overlook integrity. As we, as we look at, again, this morning, this how do we gain more wisdom and, and what the proverb says regarding wealth and generosity, and I want to I look at it through a little a little bit different lens of what I would consider or call it as blessing and a lens of freedom. So an, an early verse in Proverbs 3 shows us exactly what it means, I believe, to consider our finances as a blessing. So Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 says this, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. God will provide his blessing on those who ask for it and then honor God in return. I think that's a key. We ask for this. We ask for this blessing. We ask for, for our lives to be, be taken care of, but it's imperative that we honor God in return. So I think with that, I mean, to me, I, we should pray earnestly. We should reach out earnestly for God's hand just to, to be in our lives as it, as it relates to, to our finances and, and dealing with money in our lives. And this church, you know, we often host sessions focused on, you know, biblically rooted financial strategies, Dave Ramsey, others, you know, there's all kinds of wonderful programs and information. And like with most challenging things in our lives, just as, as these kind of conversations are, the root of any success you might achieve is, is impacted by accountability, right? Who, who's holding us accountable? Who, who are we walking in this with? And if, if, if we're afraid to ask for help, if we're afraid to talk with someone about finances and, and how that impacts our lives, then, then how is it we'll ever gain that accountability? It'll be too easy to... Um, to just let it slide because we need to gain that accountability to ensure that we truly believe in the blessing of God in our lives. Accountability is powerful. And, and I just, I, it, it should never be underestimated. Each and, each and every one of us is, we're blessed by God in some way. And, and even if it's not, always that we have the biggest bank account, right? You know, this idea of, of wealth and generosity, blessing and freedom, is, it's, not, it's not just about the dollars and cents. But again, when it comes to our money and how we manage it, that, that we seek out this accountability in, in a friend or an advisor, and there's, there's no shame. I, I promise there's no shame in admitting um, that you need help. And that I would need help because 
this accountability in our finances, it, it connects directly to our personal relationships. You know, some of you here are married. I'm married, trying to take care of kids, my wife and I. Some are taking care of parents. And just as Cody talked about last week, about the importance of wisdom in our relationships, it's all interconnected. It all, it all touches one another. Because again, if we're able to, if we're going to fully trust in God for this and believe in this blessing that, that he gives us in our lives, then we have to be able to trust others to come alongside us in this financial journey. And God is absolutely intentional in his blessing. He's intentional in blessing us in our lives. So I feel we should be intentional. Shouldn't we? Be intentional with our with our finances. Because for me personally, I, I tend to be one sometimes that just lets, lets things kind of eat away and build up stress in my life rather than trying to get out ahead of it and being intentional, right? You know, oh, I'll, it'll be fine, it'll be fine, and it's eating away and it's eating away versus just being very intentional about asking for help, seeking God, seeking someone to walk with you. Proverbs Next verse here, Proverbs 21 and 5. It says this, The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. Plans. The plans of the diligent. For most of us, it, it, it takes a plan to grow in our relationship with God. Right? It's the, the Bible reading. We're reading through Proverbs together, one proverb a day, right? It takes a plan. We might set an alarm for, hey, remind yourself to pray. That might seem silly, right? But, you know, it's a plan. It's being intentional um, about these times with God. We make a plan for dinner, right? So we know how to be intentional. So let's challenge ourselves, right, to be more intentional as it relates to our resources, no matter the amount which God has blessed us with. And of course, a, a portion of this is about being intentional in our giving back, right? That's a part of our faith. That's a part of the church body of the kingdom is giving back to support the growth of God's kingdom. But it's also important that we're intentional in those plans for saving, um, investing, spending. God, you know, teaches all throughout the Bible on, on all these subjects. So, so how do we build a plan? How do we be intentional? Go all the way back to where Cody started. We take action, right? So Proverbs 14, 23 says this, all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. We can talk about it. We can pray about it. But eventually, right, we have to move. We have to take action. Activate a plan. You know, reach out to Cody. You can ask me about who might be able to help. I'm not a financial professional. I'll just be really clear about that. But I know people who are and are willing to help, right? It's, you know, that we have folks in this church that that's what they do. And I know would be willing and, and ready to help. But again, it's, we have to take that action. We have to take a step forward to be accountable and intentional 
with the resources that God has provided to us. Blessing. Wealth is blessing. And now let's talk a little bit about generosity and what, through this lens of freedom. So what is generosity? And I think there's a lot of ways it could be defined. And I was uh, searching for definitions and, and opinions on it. And I, I came across, I'm laughing about this. I came across the one definition or description on vocabulary.com. Don't judge me for a weird, random uh, website. But um, it said this, because I, I think it absolutely nails it. It says, generosity is someone showing generosity is happy to give time, money, food, or kindness to people in need. And I guess what about that, it made me pause and think is, can generosity exist without need? I don't know. I mean, just give that a, give that a thought. That's just something that, you know, God just said, pressed on me when I read that, is can generosity even exist without need? Because this is, the, helping others is it's the very root of, of the Christian faith. It's the very basic root of everything that Jesus taught. Everything that Jesus did on the cross was to help others in need. And Jesus teaches from day one about if we help those in need, it will be returned unto us. And Again, we see, you know, Solomon in the Proverbs is talking about wisdom around being generous um, well before, you know, Jesus' arrival. But we see this in Proverbs 11 and 25. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Again, it's just teaching us to, we have to help each other. It's the right thing to do. It's how, it's how we prove that our confessed faith, that we are living a life blessed by God, is through this freedom of generosity. And I, I, I believe that since the fall in the garden, that God knew that there would be plenty of people. <laughs> There's plenty of people that were going to need help. It goes back to the very beginning. And... Helping others give is, is something that, that I've been able to do in, in my career as I, as I shared in being in fundraising is, is helping other people give to things that, that they want to do and want to accomplish. And, um, you know, for, like I said, about, well, more than 20 years now. And many people, you know, have asked friends, others that, that, that know me and, um, they say, how do you ask people for money? I can't think of anything worse. <laughs> and I would suggest that, you know, if, if public speaking, you always hear these lists and series, that if public speaking and death are at the top of the universal fears in the world, I think a close third might be asking for money. Um, but I, I want to share with you, while, yes, that I, I work with folks and, and ask for support, ask for money to, to accomplish things, it's, I'm only asking for someone to help others who have a need, right? It's still asking for help for those that have a need. 
And I will always share too is I can never make anyone give. None of us can. You can only help someone do it. You can only help someone do it. And it's, it's, an, it's a very intimate place, uh, very intimate place when, when a decision is made to, to give in a big way to a cause, to an organization, to a church. It's personal and it's powerful. And I promise you there's absolutely joy in it. There's absolutely is, because I can't tell you how many times, but I, I don't have a million dollars to give away, but I've sat with plenty of people that said, I'm going to give at that level or, or even bigger. And there is, there is joy in it. And I get, to, I get to witness and feel just a bit of that joy in, in, in helping others do it. And, and there's freedom in giving of yourself and of that which you have been blessed. And again, the great part of all of this is I have this opportunity with folks in, with a lot more zeros and commas than what I have. <laughs> and, but it doesn't matter. It's not, it's not connected to that. It's absolutely not connected to that. It's connected to this understanding that we, that we have to long for and seek of understanding God's blessing for each and every one of us, whatever that is, whatever it looks like. Do you want to feel more free? I couldn't help as I was preparing for this that that's something that, you know, this idea of generosity and through this lens of freedom of do you want to feel more free? There's so many things. In our, there's so much noise. There's so many distractions. There's so many stresses. And you may be walking with God this morning, you, or you may be questioning everything. But I think it's a common ground that most all of us share is this desire to be free. And dealing with money, uh, dealing with finances in our lives, it can, it can be incredibly stressful. And it can make us feel a long ways from free. So what did I do? I did a quick Google search. And said, well, let's, you know, you always, we always talk about this a lot. But I was like, oh, let's see what the world says um, about issues in relationships and even causes of divorce, in which I very quickly decided that's probably not a great thing for the search history. Um, you know, searching why relationships have problems, but um, various studies and polls and sites that said, I would suggest, you know, finances was in the top five, if not the top three, right? Causes of challenges in our relationships. It's, it's, it, it's hard. It's not, a, it's not an easy subject to talk about. And but it would be wise, right, for us to lean into God and the scripture when, the, when dealing with this in order to gain this freedom, that it would be less of us, right? Less of us and more of him. Because there's freedom to be found if we pursue it. If we, if we come to the belief that everything we have in this life, every possession, every raise, every bonus, every vacation, every special experience, the breath you just took during this sentence is an absolute blessing from God. All of it. We have to choose this freedom, right? We have to choose it, take action. So where do we go from there? And again, there's no doubt, um, you know, this topic of, 
of money can sometimes just, uh, just already it just makes you a little uncomfortable. And um, there might be some here even today that, you know, this message feels like the, the guy at work that tells a really bad joke and at your team out, you know, team lunch and, and it really believes he's funny. You know, that it's just that uncomfortable. But the good news is I'm just a delivery mechanism, right? For what God knew we needed to pay attention to. He had Solomon talking about money as we've read this morning in the Proverbs and Jesus teaching money in the gospel. There are roughly 2,300 verses in the Bible that mention money. 28% of the parables taught by Jesus were about money. So comfortable or uncomfortable, God is blessing each and every one of us and showing us the way to live in freedom. As, and as much as we want to tell ourselves that, that more money would lead to more freedom, God will reinforce that freedom is found only in that spirit of generosity. Again, it's a, it's a, le- it's a lesson I have witnessed in this world, and I think most accurately reinforces the teaching of God, which is that wealth has absolutely no connection to generosity. Because if you have all the money in the world and you don't trust in God's blessing enough to help others in need, as my grandpa would say, you might as well have a pile of rocks. What's it worth? I'm going to share with you guys a, a story of, that's just always touched me of, I think, defining, really defining generosity. And in the 1940s, really at the, the start of World War II with, with the U.S.'s entry into it with the bombing of Pearl Harbor. And it's, it's a moment in U.S. history that probably we don't, talk about enough because it was it was a dark moment obviously we had to we had to take action as a country but um we also took japanese americans most of whom were citizens and we took them to places that we called internment camps but they were prisons because there was fear right it was it was a scary time i I understand all that but can you imagine if 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 your child or somebody in your life, you're just living your life and you're just literally pulled from your home and, and taken to this, to this prison. Well, at the same time, there were colleges and universities throughout the country that opened their doors for some of the folks that were in these prisons to come and receive an education. And at the time, uh, Park College uh, made the decision to do that. And President Young at the time, it, it's, it's, we have an amazing, I invite you guys to come see it at the university anytime. We have a great display that talks about this history of the president. It was not a popular decision. Most people in the community did not want uh, these ja- young Japanese Americans coming to the college. And, and he stood against that and said, no, we're, we're, we're bringing these students in. We're bringing these people these citizens in. And one particular, one particular young man, Bill Yamamoto, William, 
uh, went on to get a PhD, incredibly successful scientist. But he wrote, he wrote a letter back to the college after he had been taken from the internment camp from this prison and had this you know, treme- tremendous experience at Park College, treated completely equal. Finished his degree, goes on, begins his career. And, is at, and it's in his first job that he writes a letter back to the president. There's a particular line that stands out. And it says, I was declared a stranger in my own land, and you took me in. Just powerful, powerful words. But, but it was also this, this tremendous generosity for Bill, who knew that had been given this amazing opportunity that had been blessed. Because along with that letter was his first paycheck, the entire thing. And he wrote it over to the college. And again, that's a, a, a story that's personal to me. I had the chance to, to he's passed on, but I, I had the chance to meet Bill and some of the other students that were a part of that, part of that group. But to me, that's, that's amazing generosity because it's, it, to me, it's not even about the fact that he gave his whole entire first paycheck, which is incredible. Um, but it's also to me an understanding. I think he had an understanding of the blessing that he had been given. And again, generosity, I don't believe, is, is defined by numbers or accounting. It is defined by people and in people. Generosity is defined through the freedom experienced by helping others in need. So I want to challenge us this week that we reflect on the blessings from God and, and we seek freedom through generosity. If you need help today, be intentional. Again, as we've talked about, be intentional about making a change regarding how you handle money or if you have questions or you just don't know what to do next. Today's the day. Ask for prayer. Talk with Cody. You know, find a friend you trust, but move with intention. Shift the narrative of finances in your life from anything that resembles a burden to that of a blessing. And it, it can seem difficult to overcome and, and, and make that change, but some of the greatest rewards and blessings are the product, right, of difficult choices. Of difficult choices. Um, just another quick story of uh, Al, a gentleman named Al that I get to work with, and he was a decorated, um, incredibly decorated pilot in Vietnam, full, flew multiple different planes, missions, all this kind of thing. And um, he was doing an interview, and they were talking about all, the, all that he had done. And a particular line has always stood out to me. He said, yes, it was tough, but it's supposed to be. That it was tough, but it's supposed to be. And I kind of look at this the same way, right? If... Um, if it, was all, if it was all so easy, um, everybody would be doing it, right? You know, that, that God will absolutely help us through it, will help us through any challenge. But at the same time, it can be tough, and it's supposed to be. And when it seems difficult, again, let's seek that accountability. Someone to walk with you, provide advice, instruction, prayer, and and. In the scripture, it also tells us that iron sharpens iron and be intentional in this accountability. Freedom is promised by God when we fully, fully trust in his blessing. And God's greatest joy is 
is our unshaken trust that he will provide for us. And I'm, I, I'm not an expert again, but I, I stand here issuing these kind of challenges to myself. You know, my alarm went off this morning and God allowed me to wake up and make it here. And if you push snooze like me every now and then, it's fine, but just say thank you, right? Thank you, Jesus, for another blessing. Trust your integrity to be brutally honest with yourself about your own situation related to wealth and generosity, blessing, and freedom. I want to ask the, the team to come back up as we close. So how will we be accountable this week? How will we be intentional? And while we're reading about wisdom in the Proverbs, a good place to start, it's always Jesus. It's always Jesus, and I don't, it was certainly no accident um, as I jump in the car and I'm head of the church and want to share some lyrics, you know, first song that comes on, that's no accident. Uh, it's a Jeremy Camp song. And the lyrics towards the end of the song says, say this, so I'm sure some of you heard it. In this obsession with the things this world says makes us happy, can't see the slaves we are in all the searching, all the grasping. So come and empty me so that it's you I breathe. I want my life to be only Christ in me. So I will fix my eyes because you're my source of life. I need the world to see only Christ in me. Jesus is always a real, real good place to start. And it's no different, right? With this understanding of, of finances and generosity and, and where each of us are at uh, in that part of our life and, and where we want to go. And there's no greater display you know, shared some stories about generosity, but there's no, absolutely no greater display of generosity than, than Jesus' ultimate sacrifice. God put everything on the line for us. So bring it to him. Bring it all. Everything that hurts, every frustration, finances, whatever it is, bring it all. Because cross back here you know every time you see this cross anywhere you could describe it in one word it's generosity let's pray Heavenly Father just help us to grow this week God as we as we seek you God if we if we we need to ask you to come into our lives for the first time or the hundredth. God, that we'll, we'll take action. That will be intentional. God, that we'll seek accountability and through it all that we absolutely believe in the generosity of the cross. God, and that you sent Jesus for each and every one of us and God, that it is the mercy that we do not deserve and a grace that we can never afford. But you give it. 
give it freely. God, help us. Walk with us. Sometimes it's difficult, but it's supposed to be. We ask for your help. We ask for your guidance as we worship. Amen. Thanks for listening this week. If you are looking for ways to serve, give, or get connected, go to vkcwest.com. 